0: We are continuing our series, One Church Values, and this morning we're talking about the value of the local church. Now this has been a kind of an interesting one. As I was preparing for it, I was like, huh, I wonder how this is going to go over. And the reason for that, the reason for my hesitancy, is because the value of the local church seems to have been lost over the last few years. The big push for it was COVID, right? Right? pandemic hits and all of a sudden the world just shuts down. Uh, fortunately for us, we can still have get the message of the gospel out because of some foresight of our leadership to get good streaming equipment in. So even though you couldn't be here, you could still tune in online, you could still be a part of the worship, you could still hear the message, you could still kind of feel like the church. And even after the pandemic kind of calmed down, initially when we opened it really wasn't open because we had to six feet distance. We had to wear the mask. We could only let 30 people in. And so really, there's like a big hassle of signing up to come and, you know, letting us know. So it was just easier to stay home, stay in my pajamas, drink my favorite coffee with my favorite creamer, and my favorite cup, sitting in my favorite chair, wearing my favorite slippers. And that happened long enough. It progressed long enough that it really got hard that when all the restrictions were lifted and when everything changed and all of a sudden we could come back with freedom and, you know, drink all the coffee we want and get rid of the mask. You know, let's be honest. They can't do anything about it now, so I'm just going to be honest about what happened. We didn't really wear a mask around here. Do you know what everybody did? Where's my coffee cup? They just sat there with the coffee cup under their mouth. I can't wear my mask and drink my coffee. I've never seen a coffee get milked so long. Hmm... It was amazing. Um, but the problem was, was that not only, even when the restrictions lifted, we were so limited in what we could do because Sunday morning was really the only time we could get together. We couldn't really do small group. couldn't really do men's. Or we couldn't really do kids. Because we had to, like, yeah, social distance kids. Hey, you're within six feet of each other. Back up. Like, that doesn't work. It was just easier to keep everyone at home in their, and the problem is, is that there's a mind shi- mindset shift that happened, and church stopped being about community, and started becoming something that we could consume, because we didn't have to get involved anymore, we didn't have to serve, we didn't have to get up, we didn't have to, it was, we just showed up, we just kind of tuned in. And we didn't even tune in on Sunday morning. I watched our viewership. For the first month, everyone was like there. Boom. 10 o'clock Sunday morning, they're watching. Within the first month, it's like, uh, Monday, we kind of got to it. Tuesday, we kind of got to it. A month later, we kind of got to it. And church stopped being something that we were a part of and started being something that we just consumed like a Netflix show. And we didn't even have to, you didn't have to even consume the whole service. If you waited long enough, we threw the sermon up. So it didn't even like cost you an hour of your week if you waited long enough. It just cost you the half hour of me talking. And then we just consumed. And then when we came back and we just sat and all of a sudden we just, we just sit and we drink the coffee and we, we talk about the sports. We talk, and it just was something that we, give me, give me, give me, give me, what's in it for me? Consume, consume. And so the max that church ever cost us, if you did show up, was like an hour. right? You could show up five minutes late, shake a few hands, leave five minutes after service, an hour of your day, hour of your week and get back to and it' was all consume, consume. The problem is is that church was never meant to be something to be consumed. it was always meant to be a community to be lived in. And I get it, communities can be messy. I get it that people hurt other people's feelings. I get it. I get that sometimes people betray other people's trust. I get it. I get the community can be messy and that there's risks and that there's a cost to being a part of a community. But the best things in life are worth paying a price for. Right? There's a reason we made the decision to start serving Michael's coffee here at the church because everything else is just a cheap knockoff. I'd rather just have the best. Brian's happy. He appreciates good coffee. He gets that analogy. But if you're, right, like if you're going to pay, if you want the best, if you want something that's going to work, if you want want a good experience, you're going to have to pay for it. Can you pay? Can you just give the bare minimum and have a cheap knockoff? Sure you can. But you're going to get what you pay for, and you're going to get out of it what you put into it. And church is not something to be consumed because guess what? All of a sudden we discovered that after all this consuming, spiritual growth had stunted. People weren't growing. People weren't reading. People weren't really praying. People weren't encouraging one another. We just kind of got stunted in our growth because church got reduced to something that was all about me. I hate to break it to you. Church is not all about you. Church is all about Jesus. And church is all about the other people. And church is all about our community. Church isn't all about you. And so this morning I wanted to unpack why we value the local church. I wanted to unpack why we continue to do campus ministry and why we still want to put more campuses out because there's benefits to the local church that you just simply can't get anywhere else so benefits of the local church number one protection for deception do you know the tricky part about deception you don't know when you're deceived I'll oh I'll never get no I'll never be you will never know because if you knew you were deceived you'd never let it happen and so we need the local church. We need to come and we need to be sharing about what we're learning and we need to share about what we're thinking because there's pe- God puts people in our lives to be like, uh, I don't know about that. Paul writes this to Timothy I'm writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I am delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of truth. The church is the foundation of truth. And if we are not getting plugged in and getting truth plugged into us on a regular basis, it is easy to buy a lie. It is easy to be duped. It is easy to be deceived. And what a lie does, it robs you of what God wants to do for you. It robs you of what God's plan is for you. We need the local church because we need the truth that is found here. We need the accountability of each other to make sure we're not wandering off. Paul says this in Ephesians, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head, the body of the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The whole body helps the other parts of the body to grow. It's like cutting off my finger and expecting it to continue to thrive. Don't be the cut off finger. Because that's what happens. We need, we forget. It's just like, well, I'll watch my favorite preacher and I'll I'll read. I'm good on my own. No, you're not. God did not design your faith to be done by yourself. We need each other. We need the local church because it protects us. Because there's a lot of really crafty people that are a lot smarter than you are. And I do not say that to like, undermine. I'm just saying there's a lot of really smart people out there. And they're really good with their words. And it's really easy to be bought a lie. And before you know it, you believe something that never was something that you're supposed to be believing. We need each other to catch those things. Number two, to experience the presence of God. Matthew 18, 20. For where there are two or three gathered in my name as... Together as my followers, I am there among them. Jesus himself says that if you want to experience God's presence, you want to see Jesus at work, you need to be together. But what about last week? We talked about how when we pray, God sees what's done in secret. Yes, God sees what's done in secret, but he is with you when you are gathered together as the body. There's a powerful thing that happens when we come together at the local church level and we pray for each other and we encourage one another and we talk about what we're learning because Jesus walks among them. All throughout scripture, God says, I will be their God. They will be my people and I will walk among them. Not I will walk hand in hand with a person. I will walk among my people. In order for there to be a peoples, me more than one persons to be together. So we need the local church to experience the the presence of God in a way that we can't find anywhere else. 2 Corinthians 6.16, What union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. We, collectively, not you, but even when Paul talks about you being the temple, he's not talking singular you, he's talking you. are the temple. As God said, I will live among them, walk among them, I will be their God and they'll be my, I got ahead of myself. It was right there. I should have just kept reading the scriptures I had up. Number three, for spiritual growth and maturity, until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently rebuke, correct rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Do you know what you can't do by yourself? You can't rebuke yourself, not objectively anyways. Some of us are really good at rebuking ourselves, but we don't feel very good by the time we're done looking in the mirror. Mm. We need teachers, we need leaders, we need each other to come along. You know what else we're not very good at? We're not very good at encouraging one another. You know where we get encouragement? From our friends. From our family, our faith family, our actual family, the friends that God has put in our life, because they can see, when we're in our darkest pits, and we can't see anything but darkness, they see the light, they see the good things that are going on, they see everything we are actually doing right, and they can be the ones to encourage us. Paul talks to Timothy, not to go and just study on his own, but to be publicly teaching and preaching, to get into the crowd, to be together. We need that. We can't grow without correction. We can't grow without rebuke. We can't grow without teaching. And we need to find teachers in order to be taught. Number four, to get more prayers answered for 2nd Corinthians 1 11 you're helping us by praying for us then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety if we didn't if Paul thought that we just needed one person to pray for us to get answered prayers he'd never written the letters so many of Paul's letters are pray for me because I'm in prison pray for me because I have this stuff that I'm trying to bless another church with pray for safety pray for encouragement pray for me Church, because if it only needed one person, he'd just take Barnabas with him everywhere. Pray for me, and we're going to make it through this. Pray for me, because, you know, we'll just, we're good. No, it wasn't enough. He needed the collective prayers. He needed the whole body praying for him. You need the whole body to be praying for you, to be lifting you up. And it's so funny, because people are like, well, you didn't pray for me when I was sick. Did you tell me you were sick? Well, no. Well, I got a pretty good prayer life, but God doesn't tell me everything, okay? Like, you need to let me know. I'm sorry, but... Number five, to keep fervent. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. The temptation will be to pull away from the church in the end, what the the authors of Hebrews is saying. But what he's saying is you're going to be tempted to pull away. You're going to be tempted to disconnect. You're going to be tempted to just do things on your own. And he says, no, actually, all the more we need each other. Because we need Sometimes it's intimidating to serve. Sometimes it's intimidating to do these acts of love that God is calling us to. Sometimes it's like, uh, do I really need, do you know what makes it really easy? You got a partner in crime to go do it with. You come with me. We're going to go help this person. We're going to go give to this person. We're going to go, I'm going to pick on the whole tree thing over in the wolf yard there. I could have done it by myself, except I don't have a chainsaw, so I needed Paul, at least for this chainsaw, but it was way easier for us four guys to show up and to just encourage one another and laugh and joke and clean up and just be the hands and feet of Christ. Would I have done it on my own? Sure. But it doesn't encourage everyone else to get involved. It doesn't encourage everyone else to use their gifts to help our community, and so we all went, we all served. It was great. And the one thing I felt after we were done, I wanna do this again, I wanna help more people. Whoa, that was kind of the point. We need each other because there's confident the mob mentality, we, we just need more people and we get more confident. Number six, protection from Satan. And this is an interesting one, so pay close attention. Oh, before I get there, 1 Corinthians 5. You guys ever, for those of you that have read through the scriptures, there's this really interesting story in 1 Corinthians. Paul's addressing a guy, doesn't name the guy, and he's talking about an act that I'm not going to get into because there's kids here. But this person is doing something with somebody else, and Paul says it's so disgusting that the Gentiles don't even do this. Why is it that the people of God are participating in such acts? And he says at the end of it, he said, throw this person out, cast them out of the church, and let the devil deal with them. Paul says the same thing to Timothy. Hime, oh, Himeneas and Alexander are two examples. I threw them out and handed them over to Satan, so they might be taught not to blaspheme. And what, oh, there's, oh just a like. What is Paul saying? Paul's saying outside the in the local church, the devil cannot officially operate. This is the safe zone. This is where the spirit of God dwells and rests and Jesus speaks and encourages us. This is where we find safety. Outside, as soon as you step out of the doors, as soon as you step outside of the group, is the devil's domain. I don't know if you knew this, but there's a spiritual war going on and you're a part of it. you just got to pick your side. There's an enemy out there whose sole purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy you, and as soon as we are on our own, the, the devil has his way. This is why Solomon writes, writes, blah, 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 writes in Ecclesiastes, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for they, a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. We need each other to withstand the attacks of the devil. We need the local church. You even look at the way Paul talks about the armor of God. The shield is great on its own, but even the Romans knew that that shield is even better when it was connected to another shield. When there was more than one person pushing against it to set that line and that this is where we are and you go no further. We need each other because we are so prone there's nobody watching your back when you're on your own there's nobody to fight with you outside the local church we need this we need the encouragement we need the prayers we need the protection that is found here and here alone so we need the local church and number seven a healthy church benefits the whole community we believe that carlisle is better because we are here. We believe that Redverse is better because we have campus and Redverse. We believe that every single community that has a church functioning healthily in the way that Jesus had meant for the church to function is better because they are there. Why? Because when a church is doing what a church is supposed to be doing, it's not about the church, and it's all about everyone around them. Because they want to find the hurting people and make the hurting stop. They want to feed the hungry. They want to clothe the naked. They want to help those who are sick. They want to. Community should be blessed when it has and is so fortunate to have a local church established in it. Serving, growing, moving, doing the things that only the church can do. We value the local church. And this is my, this is the part where I remind us why we continue to have a campus in Redverse. Because there's been some discussion. Has Redverse gone through some tough times? Absolutely it has. They have been able to commission people to go and to serve, and, and are their numbers down a little bit? Yeah, their numbers are down a little bit. And from a business perspective, would it be easier to just close the doors? maybe. But we believe in Redverse. We believe that the town of Redverse is better because that campus is there. And so we're going to continue to pour our energies. We're going to continue to send volunteers. We're going to continue to build that community because the campus is needed in the, ch- in the town. Redverse needs that campus. It needs that witness. It needs the presence of the local church. And so we're not going to stop all well, our other churches. Yeah, but it's not our church. Not that our church is better but it needs the evangelical witness. It needs a different perspective that only the Redverse campus brings. Because church isn't about coming and feeding and getting. Because like, people ask, well, how does the streaming in work at a campus? Well, because church isn't about the message. It's not about the worship. It's not about, the church is actually about the community who comes together and encourages one another and fights together and prays together and grows together. Everyone using their gifts and their talents to encourage one another. The body growing collectively. And so that's why we can stream the service over there because it doesn't matter how the message gets there as long as we're together together being the family of god it doesn't matter if we got live worship or we're doing the youtube thing because worship is worship. The message is the message. As long as we have each other, we're better because of it. We will grow, we will flourish, and we will become all that God has called us to be. And we believe that for Red Verse. They may be going through a bit of a hiccup, but good things are coming. And God has spoken, and God is going to do great and amazing things there. And the question is, are we going to be part of it? And I'm telling you now that yes, we are going to be a part of it. So sit back, relax. Actually, no, don't sit back and relax. Get on your feet and get involved because good things are coming to Redverse. This is good things are coming to Carlisle. So we will continue to have a campus in Redverse. We will continue to seek opportunities with campuses and other communities because every community needs the local church because the church offers something that nobody else can possibly offer. It's first and foremost, our relationship and experience with the living God. On the flip side... I want to address our online community. We love the online church. And this is not the announcement, we're stopping online. That's craziness. We're not stopping online ministry. We're not going to stop streaming. But the reality is, is that streaming is only meant to be a stopgap. I understand that some people are going through hard times and they just need to take a step back. I understand that some people have health concerns and they want to stay home. I get all of that. But the reality is, is that the online church cannot be your only church because you're going to, like I said earlier, you're going to stunt your growth. You need to get plugged in to the local church. You need to get plugged in to the campus. So if you're in driving distance of Carlisle and Redverse, I fully hope you come back because there's something here you can't get online. There's something here you can't get at home. There's something here that there's just going to be a hole that will never get filled as long as you stay home watching us online, and if you're not close enough that you can drive, then I encourage you to find a church in your area, and if you need help, the PAOC is a big group. I'll find you a church because we got some good ones. I'm sure we got some good ones nearby, but you need to get plugged in. You need to have a spot to use the gift God has given you. You need a spot that you can serve. You need a spot to let other believers speak into you and encourage you and do life together. You need somewhere where you are coming under the leadership of a pastor that God has ordained and placed for such a time as this to lead you, guide you, encourage you, and push you on your way because you simply can't do that online from home. Are we going to stop online? Absolutely not. We hope that people continue to tune in. We hope that this is a source of encouragement. But at the end of the day, our heart for you ultimately is to get plugged in to a local church where you can be part of a community that you, so you can get what only a community can offer. We value the local church. We value each and every one of you. There are things that you can't get spiritually anywhere else than you get right here. I'm going to pray. I went a little bit over time, so bow with me as I pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much. I thank you that you call us back together. I thank you that you didn't stop the vision of the local church, but actually the local church has just become even more important in the days that we're in. God, thank you for the reminder in Hebrews that as the days carry on and as the temptation to pull away gets stronger and stronger, that it becomes all the more important for us to be together, to pray together, to encourage one another, to to fight for each other, to correct one another. And God, I pray for those that maybe have been hurt by the church. God, I pray that they would find healing in you. They would find the forgiveness that they need. God, they would they'd find their way back. Because church is all about you. And we don't experience you as strongly and as richly as we do when we come together. Father, I pray for everyone here. Fill our hearts with thankfulness, God. Thankfulness for what we have, the privilege and honor. Because so many places we can't meet like this. It is a privilege, it is an honor, and it is a gift to be able to come together to be encouraged and to pray and to be the body the way that we can. Jesus, we love you. Give you all our praise and thanks in your precious name. Amen. Um. We will not do one more song because it's Thanksgiving weekend, and you guys probably have some family plans, and I don't want turkeys to burn. So, you know, I get it, what's going on. So, I will say, God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for coming. Have a great weekend, and we will see you. We'll see you on Wednesday.